Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Pitch Cafe podcast. What an amazing journey it has been since the first time we hosted the Pitch Cafe show where a lot of youngsters were uh, in a fun way roasted, toasted and boosted with their startup ideas and many of them got to meet amazing angel investors from Silicon Valley. Inspired by that, we started the Pitch Cafe podcast, and the sole aim of this podcast is to make talent meet coffee. When I say talent meet coffee, I mean to say we are in a very relaxed mood, but we are also making sure that every talented youth, every talented professional in a corporation, or anybody for that matter, has an ability to go to the next level. today we have with us a very special guest dharam singh he is not only an entrepreneur in the project management space but he is also an investor in a few startups in silicon valley the reason i brought dharam singh on the podcast is he has his own school of project and program management and he is imparting these skills to youngsters and to professionals in corporations most people don't understand the importance of managing a project whether it is in a startup or in a large corporation my interaction with dharam singh in several social events got me to think about this question if i do my startup project if i quit my job and get into a startup will i be able to accomplish it how am i going to go about it and when i thought about the question how for me the first thing which came to my mind was all those concepts which dharam singh talked about so let's see how we can manage any project effectively by gaining project and program management skills without further ado let's bring on dharam singh hi dharam hi vidya thank you very much for this nice introduction uh, thank you for inviting me to your channel i'm really really honored honored to be part of this awesome yes. fantastic uh, so dharam tell us a little bit about yourself your journey you know how you came to be in silicon valley um how did you get into angel investing and what is it that inspired you to start the school of project and program management yeah definitely thank you so my journey gone goes goes back a little bit you know probably 25 30 years now when i finished my engineering and got into yes there was some initial struggle you know some some later podcast i can talk about that and then i got into scale uh, sorry steel authority of india limited sale and that's where my career started then in those days thanks to y2k everybody was moving out of country uh, and and especially being in in it so i got a opportunity to go to australia so i lived in australia for around 22 years and uh, learned a lot while working for many corporates in telecom in finance and in, uh, in, in insurance in infrastructure work or whether it's it work i have touched almost every part within the it side when i when i'm saying infrastructure i'm talking it infrastructure data center backup and all kind of things so that's where i learned a lot in that whole process i also got thought maybe i can start my own startup as a you know i know teaching uh, i know about project management program management why cannot i start mentoring other project managers that is where i started my journey and that started in 2009 and i started a company called we care project management 
And I'm proud to say now the VCare project management, or you can, or my name is a synonym to most project management, program management, or portfolio management uh, certification programs. If you look for PGMP, program manager professional, and portfolio manager professional, most likely you will find somewhere my name at least. If you, you know, anyway. So that's about my professional journey building my company. And in, while going through this journey, I have worked with many, many organizations around the world as a public program or corporate programs. And I'm glad to say the training we have provided are, and I have provided is helping a lot of professionals around the world. So let's hold that thought there. You just mentioned, uh, you know, about your amazing journey and why you got into this project and program management. A lot of uh, aspiring, uh, you know, job seekers will be watching this podcast. For them, if you give them uh, some sort of an idea, what is the um, job entail, you know, project and program management one, and what are the salary ranges across, uh, you know, uh, the Australian or Indian or the California landscape or, or the US landscape? What do you think uh, about these uh, aspects? Yeah, so no, this is a very important question, especially people who are just starting the journey. And I got myself into project management in 2000. So my entry to the project management was accidental. You know, I was very good. As, you know, they called me at the time software engineer. I was uh, given a, a reward that in actually 99 as the best software engineer for EDS. EDS is no more a name now, but it's now part of DXC, DXC and CSC. Some people probably know. So I was given a title as system engineer of the year. I was very good in system engineer as an engineer. Then I was given as a team leader position. And then soon I realized that I'm already in project management. I entered into project management with no previous qualification or learning. And there was lots of I mean, I'm, I was technically very good, but when it comes to project management, I was not very good. And that is where I, I think a lot of people who wanted to get into project management, uh, yes, you can, you, one is you, you can be accidentally, you're given a responsibility and you, you know, figure out yourself. Yeah. That's what I was doing. And I learned in a hard way. Right. Uh, I had a team of yeah, 10 people and I was, my team called, dedicated support team. So I was kind of always in the firefighter mode with the project which are not, uh, not big enough for a called project, full project, it's six, six months or more, or not operations. So it was always in five for firefighting mode. So as a project manager, I was just jumping into the problem solving. No, I was not acting as a project management. I was acting as a, as a software engineer myself. Then I was realized that actually I should pull myself out and let my team do the job and I have to build them. Yes. That's where uh, I start learning project management while going through PMIs, uh, certification program, PMP, project manual professional. Yeah. And yeah. I learned a lot from that. I, I, I used to think that I wish I have learned before I entered the project management. So, so, you know, let me stop you there. Can you give me one example where, you know, with the tools you did better than without, like from your real life experience? So without, you know, uh, one of the things, one of the very important skills you need as a stakeholder engagement. 
So uh, you can say communication, you know, you need to build rapport with your stakeholders and you need to communicate right message, right time. Right. So I was doing things as I learned from my school or my, you know, whatever, and then realized that there's a better way to yes. analyze the stakeholders yes, and yes. identify the requirement needs and respond to them in a better way. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where my engagement with my stakeholder has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is amazing thought because it's not just applicable for, you know, inside corporations, even startups have the same problem. Even school kids, when they're doing their annual projects or internship projects, they're also, they have the same problem. They're wasting a lot of time, not asking the right questions when they have time. You know, people travel, you know, they have school work and they have this startup work. In between all of this, they don't have uh, the intelligence to ask the right questions at the right time. So so how did you, uh, you know, uh, figure out that the tool worked? Give me one case study, like, or case scenario. Yeah, and and you rightly said this this skill is equally important to whatever we do in life, yes, whether yes. running a project, yes, program, yes. starting yes. a startup, or yes. maybe you know engaging with your own family. Absolutely, absolutely, it's everywhere. Absolutely. So having right mindset, you know, first of all, uh, identify your stakeholders as early as possible in the journey. Yeah, and you need to know who they are, what is the importance of each stakeholder whether they are going to help me in the early stage or mid stage or later stage and how can they help sometimes you think they are they are going to help you but they may have some other agendas going on right. understand them early enough right and have a stakeholder register build a stakeholder register so you can know these are my stakeholder have their phone number email address everything and whether this is a ceo this is an angel investor and and do some research by going to linkedin do some Google search about that person. And also look at this, you know, if when you go to LinkedIn, you can find the connections where he or she has worked. Try to do your own research. And why I'm saying that, because you can be more ready when, this, when you're meeting with this person. Absolutely. About uh, for the funding, for anything you have, when you need from this person, you know that this person is a, you can find out some information from media or from the LinkedIn whether this person is detail-oriented, whether the person is picture-oriented. So you can formulate your communication accordingly. Right. Mm -hmm. So that being said, uh, let's go back to the uh, previous question where we started. We had three questions and we branched out into this. So uh, our users will definitely make sure they'll make a list of stakeholders, get their contact information. Nothing like having a hot button available when you work with large teams with whom you have worked or not worked with. Always have the hot button alive. Know, know your stakeholder, what they like. If they don't like email, don't email them, just call them. And uh, like you said, uh, keep communicating. You never know which stakeholder can do what. So amazing three lessons, whether it's your managing an event or whether you're doing your startup or inside corporation where you're driving a project as a project leader, everywhere this is applicable. So, you know, let's go back to the other uh, part, the money part. Uh, like an aspiring fresh grad wants to take up a job in project management. He's not too technical. He's not too people centric, but he's somewhere in between. He likes to manage. What is the salary range they can ex- expect, you know, uh, entry level and then later on going forward, you know, in uh, like you joined when you had a lot of software development experience, what is the salary range? Yeah. So it's actually a very good question 
And the uh, answer is all going to be very, very vague. You talk to somebody, he's going, he or she will give you a different answer. But the question, uh, the salaries are dependent on many factors. And I can give you a range, but most important thing is uh, when whoever is hiring, going to look, uh, going to hire you, yes, they want yes. to find out if you are the best match. Yes. And if you have a, something rare skill, I call rare skill because if you are the specialist in that area, then you are in demand. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you are just another person with you know some IT experience, some as a project manager experience, or you did some university degree, then you are one of the you know million people. Then you are in de- not in demand. Mm-hmm. So you kind of you know whatever they you kind of uh, I like to see that you you are into a situation where you are demanding the salary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do understand when you're starting a journey as a fresh grad or uh, from an IT background, you're just getting into the project management. It is not that easy. You have you need a stepping stone, the first stop, first step uh, to start your journey. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at the time, the salary may not, you know, yeah, of course, we always look for the better salary and better facilities. But that may be, okay, let me get into this job first. And yeah. I learn, let me learn in the basic concept of project management. Let me grow myself. Then you are in the situation you can ask from, you know, internally for better salary. Or when you go outside for look for another job, uh, because of past experience and the learning, and you become specialized in a particular area, then you can demand better salary. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing. But, uh, you know, uh, you know range-wise, you know, I lived, lived in Australia for 22 years, as I said. And uh, in the U.S., all, almost, actually more than two years now, two and a half years. And uh, I started my career, my, my, my IT world, IT career in, in India. So I can talk mainly about that. Sure. But because I'm working with people around the world in Middle East and uh, European countries, I might give you some indication on that as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let me talk about, you know, let's say the US market. And then don't quote me on this because I'm giving you the based on whatever I'm, um, when I'm talking to other people, how accurate this is. And uh, depends on, again, depends on many factors. Sure. If you're living in California, even in California, you're living in Bay Area, or uh, you know, or you in, in Dallas or some other places, the salary can change based on the living cost. Right. Mm-hmm. So you may be given 80k or 90k in California, maybe 100k in California area, but when you move to or you look for the same job in Chicago or maybe or Dallas or Atlanta, the salary can be different. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable. So mm-hmm. you need to do your own research. Uh, the the what is the difference in the in the in the cost of living and how much I'm likely to get, and uh, yes, so salaries for start starting or graduate uh, graduate project managers or initial project I think you can expect somewhere from seventy to hundred ten hundred twenty k, depending on many many factors including the 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 background maybe you have a some technical background which can be useful in the project. Or with experience working for other company, or you did interns with some other, you know, some big brand brand name. So if you are that, then you can expect yourself somewhere in higher side. So will the salary go up if you have an MBA? Like, do MBAs ever do project and program management? Oh yeah, yeah. Many many MBAs, and depends on the special specialty you have. You may be finance. You may be you know, marketing or whatever. But uh, I, I get lots of MBAs doing my program as a PGMP or PFMP. 
because they, they one is they have expertise in the mass you know business administration but now they look for how can i do my projects even better yeah so this is more a skill they're developing it's like they have all the life uh, life skills this is more a sophistication they're developing mba gives them number skills so project management is more sophistication do it smoothly right yeah so project management is all about how, what is my scope what is my what are my resources how, what are the timelines who are my stakeholders Fantastic. what are the risk involved absolutely what are the issues so yeah. if you can understand you can plan out all these thing in advance yeah your journey whether you're running a project in corporate world or you starting a startup all will matter fantastic very well said you covered many aspects so let me let me look at it another way someone who can consider all these parameters and communicate with teams give them action items he has good project management skills can i say that yeah delegation is one thing you know you can say there are people who are sitting in the reception they can also do delegation right yeah you know one that's a very important part but when i when somebody say i'm a project manager i also like to see how good you are in risk management mm. risk is something you can anticipate what's going to happen in future if that happen am, will i be ready if if i can be ready let let me have some money and time allocated for that right mm mm-hmm. so that's very very important factor and if there's a yeah and another thing i already told you that the communication part is very 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 important keeping your stakeholder informed giving the right information right time yeah mhm mhm so this is great uh, so so dharam do you uh, recommend any uh, i know you have like an entire school for project management but uh, is there any recommendation of how someone can switch their role from technical role to project management like a step by step process is certification the very first step uh, or is there a, um, how do you prepare for the certification what is it you need to do so having certificate is great you know that gives you you know gives your potential you know future employer a confidence that this person knows about the project management right mm-hmm. you know if i if i want to hire you as a, my chartered accountant and you don't have any any certification degree around that i will not have any confidence you may say you can claim i'm the best chartered accountant and this and that but people don't take this on board but if you are certified you certified ca or whatever or project certified project manager people right. see you differently yeah okay so yeah. i think there are two things you can you know, people can do uh there are some bodies called i can i can tell you one the one i'm associated with is pmi project management institute mm-hmm. they have lots of standards available mm-hmm. so if you if you are a student you can actually join the pmi and they have very good rate for students mm-hmm. and if you are a professional you can also join i think uh, as a joining you you pay 129 dollar plus 10 dollar for you know 139 dollar you can join the advantage is you can download their standards Mm. any any of the book you know right, whether right. is talking about pembok mm-hmm. pembok is project management body of knowledge right whether you go for a certificate or not you should start reading this at least start learning the basic concept about project management right. about right. the tools and techniques which you can apply in your current project management yeah i think this is should be taught to everyone uh, as a life skill like we learn math 
we learn basic language project management should be made in a systemic in our education because uh, most startup failures are badly run projects if you analyze them bad communication when there is bad communication there is bad uh, understanding of product market fit loss of customers low traction you know uh, so the company is in the loss or the idea fails idea validation is also communication you know if i look at if i look at it like that so it's kind of like should everyone should know especially after talking to you when you move from technical uh, area into project management i, I just absolutely feel- absolutely this is the i think this this one skill if you can build yeah whether yeah. you're coming from any any background yeah the project management is one of the skill everybody should get you know right. learn by uh, reading the pembok and doing some certification and there are some courses available from you know universities they are doing project management foundation or master class so, so how are they different then from what pembok is offering or pmi is offering in what way are they different the university actually, actually most of the even universities are based on based their curriculum from uh, based on the pmi's pembok i see but what- i have worked for organization like hp eds csc ibm uh, and many others so i you know while they have very big names but their project management methodology based on pmi pmi's pembok right so the pembok is kind of very very popular anybody in the project management knows about this and before you enter into project management make sure you have downloaded this this book and you have learned the basic concept and that will be very useful when you go for the interviews right because if i'm interviewing you as my potential project manager i yeah. like to see how you use those jargons yeah exactly absolutely how do you do your risk management how because i'm going to put you in situation absolutely. hey this is a situation and what do you how do you react how what do you do so it's also a great communication tool when you're put in a situation where you have to lead the way then you use these frameworks if you have studied them you can take the first step you can make the first assessment and the first communication with your manager and you don't waste time figuring out it's already there so use it right exactly so it's they look and you know that the book is available readily available pmi allow you to you can buy the book itself you know if you don't want to take membership when you know i think it will cost you 99 dollar or something or maybe somewhere amazon you or maybe from my website is cheap let me cheaper and uh, just download um, and you buy it and learn some basic concept and be ready for the questions awesome and, and the most important thing when you read the concept try to create your own project yes very hypothetical project yes very and good. when you go through the topics by topic and see how if i'm doing this project now and how i'm going to utilize this learning Absolutely. to do my job better absolutely so i couldn't agree more with that so dharam what is a good way for our audience to reach you to learn more about pmi uh, based on whatever life situation they are in whether they are in school or college or whether they are doing a startup where they feel they're stuck their outcomes need to be driven what is a good way to reach you so one is uh, i can like i have various training programs and project management program and portfolio management and there are some programs which can be applic- are applicable for people with no experience at all mm-hmm. uh, they call pmi college capm mm-hmm. certified associate project man- management mm-hmm. so even if you have no background in project management you can get yourself 
learn about the project and learn from PMBOK and right. do the exam. Got it. And if you have experience, you may not be called project manager previously, but you have running the project as a leading the project. Right. If you can demonstrate three years of project management experience, you can go for PMP certification. Okay. Currently, there are more than 1.2 million PMPs mm -hmm. and it is growing very, very fast. Got it. Uh, you know, it is kind of a uh, filled, you know, must have certificate. Yes, I think. Entering into the project management. Yes. And not only that, it's a must have certificate anyway for anyone. If I'm buying a home and I'm making a move and I'm planning my next eight months in that renovation and everything, I have a budget. I definitely need to work backwards and organize my life. So there's no second thoughts about it. So with that, oh, so Dharam, I want to keep talking to you. Uh, you have amazing insights. I think it is coming from your uh you know, vast global uh, exposure. You have lived in three continents and uh, now you are also funding a startup. Tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, that startup uh, was started some time back and uh, this guy is coming with a beautiful idea of bringing the whole organization one place. Fantastic. And, you know, you probably say, Dharam, we have Salesforce, we have uh, Oracle's, you know, uh, an ERP or SAP, we have Microsoft product. All of them are great, but they are silos. Right. But, and if you want to bring the information or data from one system to another, that's kind of, you know, spending millions of dollars and still not going to be perfect. So you're creating a dashboard for navigating your organization. Like a dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a dashboard. It's actually bringing whole, uh, dashboard is one of the important feature it has. But other than that, you're running your whole project program portfolio along with your HR, along with your financials, along with your risk issues, compliance in same platform. Fantastic. So, so this is great. Um, and are you open to funding other startups, student startups and other uh, kinds of startups in this space? So if somebody comes with a great idea and, uh, you know, of course, if it is, you know, along with my passion of project management, program management, or maybe, you know, something great and I see the great value and it will help you to get benefit out of that. And there's a good partnership in that. Definitely. You know, I love to talk to them. Fantastic. So Dharam, what is a good email or contact for people to reach you either for project management and program management uh, guidelines or for angel investing? What are the, what is a good way to reach you? Yeah. So if, if you know, yeah, I can give you my email address here. Uh, my name Dharam, D-H-A-R-A-M at vcareprojectmanagement.com. Sure. We as Victor and careprojectmanagement.com. Okay, fantastic. So guys, reach out to Dharam at the contact he's given you and also on social media if, if you can and uh, try to uh, learn more about project and program management skills. This is a critical skill, just like you need to know how to raise funding, just like you need to know how to build your MVP. How will you manage your startup? What are the metrics you need to look at? Where will you find the metrics? Who is the first stakeholder you're going to call? Whether it is go-to-market or whether it is product lifecycle, you need these. This is like essential. They don't call it project management in a startup. Someone is doing this in a very scattered way, but it's something you need to do. So, so with that, I'm so thankful, uh, Dharam, for your uh, you know most invaluable 30, 40 minutes you spent here. Uh, we will definitely bring you on 
you are giving life skills to the youth and corporate professional and also your angel investing all the way from silicon valley and looking at startups all over the world so certainly we will bring you on back before we part do you have any message for the youth uh, one one small takeaway which they can walk away with yeah so first thing if you are contacting me you got the email address and make sure you mention vidya's uh, channel with i don't know what channel you called uh, so i can prop and give you some discount of my training programs uh, the message i have look uh, guys it is a tough word but if you are passionate if you are determined if you are visionary nobody can stop you yeah and um, make sure you create a vision for yourself and sometimes it is difficult for for others to understand you but if you are connected with your vision and you are passionate about the vision nobody can stop you wow wow amazing my uh, you know <laughs> i'm feeling goosebumps here i'm sure everyone who's listening to this will feel the same when they are able to absorb your amazing message thank you dharam uh, truly a visionary and truly a leader here on our podcast today uh, we thank you so much and we'll certainly bring you on back once again and have a wonderful day thank you very much and see you again soon likewise thank you